Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 266 of Manage the Wild. I'm your host, Nick Madsen. Back in the early 2000s, I just graduated high school, and I hopped on a plane and flew up to Ketchikan, where I started working on a few different lodges, uh, fishing lodges and whatnot. And I had a situation. I was driving a boat from, I lived on an island where our one lodge was, and I was going back into the main island of Revilla Gigedo. And as I was driving the boat, I was cruising along, just flying. Uh, the boat had twin 200s on it, and I was just cooking. And I remember looking over, and I saw something running down the shoreline. And so I hurry and pulled back the power on the boat and just sat there, turned the engines off, and I realized what it was. I'd never seen a wolf before. Uh, they weren't as big uh, as what I thought they were going to be. I remember hearing stories all the time that these are just massive giants, bigger than St. Bernard's, Great Danes. And this thing wasn't that big. And I remember just watching it. And it was just the coolest feeling for a brief little moment. And then it went back into the woods and I started up the boat and took off. A few weeks later, I was fishing uh, another island, uh, just off an island, and I hear this sound. And you immediately know when you're hearing wolves. I don't care if you've ever heard wolves before. I've heard them on uh, National Geographic, but I'd never heard wolves before. I listened, and you could hear just there was five or six howling. And it was the coolest thing in the world for me. Not only to be in Alaska catching salmon, seeing all the different eagles and all the different things going on but also to have wolves and to be able to see that play out was, was really a cool experience. And the reason why I bring this up is uh, on the 18th, Colorado released its first group of wolves. And I talked about it in the last podcast. Uh, they're getting them out of Oregon. They're going to do several releases until they reach their population objective. And then they'll, see where they're going to go from here. It's not going to be a one-and-done deal. They're going to have multiple releases. Um, Oregon doesn't want to deplete their wolf population. And you don't want to release a ton, and then all of a sudden you're you're over-objective, and now you have to deal with those legal issues of switching from a non-hunted species to a hunted species and the whole fight. So they're going to take it slow, and they're going to make sure the population stable before they ever get into that fight. But the the one thing that's that's been interesting for me is I grew up in the ag industry. Uh, my in-laws run a dairy. I've uh, been involved in ranching and that whole side of things. And so I'm very pro-ag. And when I was growing up, I was definitely against the wolves. Not necessarily on the wildlife standpoint. Um, I think wildlife do a pretty good job uh, of taking care of themselves. But I was very anti-wolf because of the ag industry and the challenges they face. The one thing that I have come to learn... Um, 
as I've been involved in wildlife, uh, and my perspective has changed. Uh, the more I talk to people, the more reading I do and, and whatnot, my perspectives on wolves have changed. I was very anti-wolf, uh, very pro-ag. Now, how it's changed is I'm still very pro-ag, but I'm no longer anti-wolf. I realize that wolves have a place in this world, and and this is just my perspective, and we should allow them a place in this world. Now, you can argue whether or not these are the same wolves that were in Colorado before, and I, I don't care. Uh, they brought them in. The wolves are here. It's a done deal. They're released. And so that issue is now pointless. Um, but I, I think you can still be okay with wolves, but also pro-ag. And I got asked the question the other day, how can you be pro-agriculture, pro-cattleman, pro-wool grower, if you're also pro-wolf? And I think that's very easy. Uh, I've talked to multiple people who have been in the fight for wolves and the fight against wolves. And they spend a lot of money uh, paying lawyers. And what I realized is that money could be directed somewhere else. So instead of asking ranchers to just be tolerant and accept the losses and just say, it sucks to be you, the money they spend on lawyers, they could be given to the ranchers and they could pay the ranchers to be more tolerant. So every time a rancher loses cattle, a cow or a ewe or whatever, the pro-wolf people are saying that's just the cost of doing business. Well, as a business owner, you're trying to reduce those costs as much as possible, and you are going to fight tooth and nail to reduce those costs. That's just how business works. You are trying to grow your profit, and you're trying to reduce your costs. So you're going to fight. And if keeping wolves out of your area is the cost of doing business to increase your profit and protect your family and your livelihood, then you're totally going to do it. And it makes complete sense to me. Now, if I want somebody to be okay with what something costs, but I can still find a way to help them protect their profit, to grow their business, to take care of their family, to take care of their lifestyle, then I'm going to offer them a suggestion. So instead of fighting with ranchers and saying that you are the problem, realize that ranchers have a lot of private property that harbors wildlife. And if you want wolves to be protected and to be around for generations to come, then you're going to have to start working with ranchers and helping them. Give them the money that you're giving the lawyers. Stop taking them to court and say, okay, I realize this cow cost you $2,800. So I'm going to give you $2,800 to replace that. And guess what? All of a sudden, they're being paid to be tolerant of a few losses that are bound to happen. Depredation happens. Wildlife conflicts are constant between people and wildlife. It's just what it is, there's always going to be conflict. So I'm okay that Col I don't live in Colorado. 
But I'm okay if wolves were released in Utah. My family still has ag ties, and we would be affected. But there's also ways that I know that we could counteract that. And I think that this is how we ought to be looking at it. Instead of fighting one with another, find ways to help everyone benefit from that situation. That's what I have for you guys today. Have a great day. Enjoy wildlife.